Welcome to Stories from the Midland, a collection of historic tales from Teller County and the surrounding areas. In today's story, we'll talk about the town of West Creek, where a second Cripple Creek gold rush never really got started. This podcast was written and is being presented for you by Tommy Allen. In the Stories from the Midland episode about Frank F. Costello, I talked about three robbers that fled to West Creek where they were engaged in a firefight. When I read about this during my research, I thought, West Creek? What do they mean, that bedroom community at Douglas County's border with Teller? Why would holdup men flee there? As it turns out, West Creek was the site of a second gold rush that was thought to be part of the same gold belt system that made Cripple Creek so rich. On the subject of gold in West Creek, on January 26, 1896, the Aspen Times proclaimed, Several important strikes have already been made in the district and leases and bonds have been taken on the most promising claims by men with the capital necessary to develop them. The Aspen Times goes on to say, the entire country is staked and what is needed now is men with a little capital to go down and see what wealth is locked up in the earth below the outcroppings. It is the general belief that the gold belt at West Creek is a continuance of the ore bodies at Cripple Creek. The West Creek gold rush was more or less started by Captain George F. Tyler when he reported discovering gold on his ranch. With the Cripple Creek Gold Camp about 30 miles away, people flocked to West Creek to stake claims of their own. Within a month, the population had increased by 500. And by the end of the next month, that number had doubled to 1,000. That number would soon double again to 2,000. West Creek was originally the name of the district made up of scattered camps that merged into a town and took on the district's name in March of 1896. It became Douglas County's second incorporated town after Castle Rock. As a town, West Creek was thought of as the fastest growing in the nation. When the town sprang up, so too did supporting businesses. Around town, one could find doctor's offices, liquor stores, bakeries and restaurants, hardware and supply stores, grocery stores, and hotels and other lodging. As a matter of fact, the businesses were said to have made more money than the miners. Despite the high hopes, West Creek wasn't producing much gold. Some had been found, but nothing lucrative. So, the ambitious people of West Creek began to over-report their findings, stating that there was more surface gold found than ever was found in Cripple Creek. They talked of the clearly defined gold veins and of discoveries of copper, lead, and silver in their district. Their aim was to bring in investors so they could continue their explorations. And the investors came. The town grew quickly through 1896, but with the lack of produced gold, started its decline in 1897. Soon, businesses closed their doors and the miners began to move on to the next promising mining opportunities. As to Captain George F. Tyler, the man whose discovery started the aborted gold rush, on May 21, 1897, the Castle Rock Journal reported, Captain Tyler is working on one of his favorite schemes. 
He thinks he will shortly be able to greatly increase the world's supply of honey by hybridizing the honeybee and the lightning bug, thus producing a family of bees that can work a night shift. By 1898, the population of West Creek had dropped dramatically. On March 19th, talking about the upcoming elections, the town's newspaper, The Mountain Echo, reported, Never in the history of the town of West Creek has it been so dead that it could not support two tickets. There are now just 32 legal voters in the town, and 11 of them are candidates. It does seem, however, that West Creek dragged on in its efforts to be seen as a mining community. The Mountain Echo renamed itself the West Creek Mining News and the Mountain Echo on February 25, 1899, stating, The town of West Creek is clearly the permanent metropolis of the extensive mining region. And on March 11th, that same year, still trying to stimulate mining in West Creek, the paper printed an article with the title in all capital letters, Millions in it, in which the article described itself as a careful and conservative description of a mining proposition which, when developed, will be one of the most important in America, a truthful statement of actual facts. But in the end, other than some scattered finds, the gold just wasn't there. Thank you for listening. This is Tommy Allen, and on behalf of Trevor Phipps, have a great day. And if you find yourself looking at some eggs, thinking that that's the number of chickens you'll end up with, don't count them until they've hatched. We look forward to having you join us next time for more Stories from the Midland. References used in this story can be found in the episode's webpage. Visit storiesfromthemidland.com slash podcast.